As much as we wish it wasn't true, we can't do it all. As photography business owners, we wear so many hats. There will come a time when our business grows and our task lists increase beyond our availability. This is when we're faced with a decision to either cap ourselves or start hiring help and delegating tasks. Outsourcing can be daunting, but it may be necessary in order to scale your business and create a healthy work-life balance. Welcome to the Motherhood Anthology podcast, photography education for a business you love. My name is Kim Box and I'm your host with the collaboration and help of my co-hosts and business partners at the Motherhood Anthology, Jenny Kruger and Allison Craig. Today, I'm joined by Alicia Spencer, owner of Alicia Spencer Photography and your VA for a day. Alicia is a photographer herself and also works as a virtual assistant and 17 hats guru for fellow photographers. Alicia knows firsthand the balancing act that is photography business ownership. So today she's teaming that knowledge with her experience in the VA industry to bring you an episode filled with helpful tools and advice for finding, hiring, and utilizing a virtual assistant in your own business. Now I present to you episode number 30 of the Motherhood Anthology Podcast. Well, welcome to the Motherhood Anthology Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you today. This is something that I love to talk about. So let's just start by introducing yourself, if you would. Yeah, so my name is Alicia, and I am a portrait and wedding photographer. A few years ago, I decided to kind of dive into this whole virtual assistant business after just realizing how much of a need after having myself realized how much of a need for me it was, and then realizing I really wanted to help offer this service for other photographers. Okay. So we're talking about virtual assistant, having a VA, correct? Yes. Did you personally have a VA? I did. Yeah. So I ended up hiring a VA a few years back and she was awesome. It was so nice to have somebody who knew a little bit about photography. She wasn't like a full-blown photographer, but she knew a little bit about photography. And it was just nice to have somebody in my realm that I didn't have to be like, okay, this is how photographers think. This is how we do things. She kind of got it. So it made the transition of hiring someone on to help so much easier. You created your business is VA for a day. Is that correct? Yep. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. And so is that just you? Do you have a team? Yeah, so it's uh, it's mainly me. I do have some other assistants who work behind the scenes, but typically my clients deal with me and then the other girls do a little bit of stuff behind the scenes, but typically you're dealing with me. When is it time to start looking for some help, do you think? Yeah, so it's definitely time to start looking for a VA when you're feeling overwhelmed, you know, when you're when you're when you're starting to get fully booked or you're just have too many tasks on your plate. Um, we tend to take absolutely everything on and want to do it all of ourselves. And, um, you know, when we're, we're moms and we're running businesses and we're doing shoots and we're editing, there's just so many pieces to tie in. I've worked with a couple of people recently who hired me on at the start of starting their business and to see their growth in such a short period of time has been amazing by getting their systems in place and just Asking for help with things that they're not confident on, it's just been amazing to see like them just excel so much quicker. I think as creatives, you know, we want to do everything because our business is us. It's a representation of, you know, our vision. And so we want to do everything. I remember that feeling of overwhelm. I think I have so many friends that are entrepreneurs that reach that anxiety or <laughs> We can't just can't, we can't keep this pace up any longer. Like I can't do it all. And, you know, you want to continue to grow, but you can't grow because you're out of 
hours in a day and you're out of energy. And so it's a scary thing though, to take, to take something that you put so much of blood, sweat and tears into and say, okay, here, you be responsible for this part of my business. And by the way, I've never even met you in person. So yes, yes. <laughs> tell me, so tell me, tell me how you do that. Like, how do you yeah. begin to look for a VA? What do you look for in a VA? And let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah. So there's a few pieces to that. First and foremost, I always tell people, if you're thinking about hiring a virtual assistant, go and reach out to the Facebook groups like the Motherhood Anthology and ask your photographer friends. Try to find somebody who's used someone first. There are great tools out there. Like we're in Canada over here. So I don't know if you guys have Fiverr and Upwork in the States, but they're kind of, they're like job boards, right? So you can go on and, you know, hey, I'm looking for someone to help me with my social media or set up my 17 hats or whatever. And you can find someone and you can see their, like their reviews and everything on there. And, you know, usually you luck out, but Sometimes you're just winging it. People can be really good at crafting a, oh, hey, I'm good at all these things. So having um, those personal conversations with people who have used someone themselves is always the best way I feel to find a virtual assistant first. And then if you reach out to those people and you can't find, you know, maybe you don't see a good fit, then it's good to start kind of going out to those job boards and whatever else. But yeah, you definitely want to look for some certain characteristics, like obviously good communication organize someone who can problem solve, et cetera, et cetera. But above all, it's like, you really want to just find someone who's a right fit for you. Like having someone, when you, when you have that onboarding call, if you're having a good conversation and you feel like it's somebody that you just want to sit and have coffee and talk with, that's obviously somebody that you're communicating well with. And that, um, you know, you really vibe well with, and that is like a huge part of it versus just hiring someone who is skilled at what they do. So it's kind of a two-part process there. I know that you specialize in helping photographers and you yourself yeah. has been, have been a photographer or are you currently a photographer? I am. Oh, yes, okay. Yes. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so I would think that's such a benefit because you know, the world, yeah. the lingo, the software, the, the questions. And I would definitely think that would be such a benefit over going out of our industry and maybe having, I mean, I think you could definitely train someone. Um, oh, of course. But just just having that history and that knowledge would be very helpful. So where do you start? You said you mentioned an onboarding call. Like what what should what kind of questions should we ask during that? Yeah, some really great questions to ask are kind of, um, you know, what are your experiences? Who have you worked with? What type of systems do you know? Um, But even before you start asking those questions, I think it's really important to figure out what it is that you're looking for. So it can be helpful to sit down and like almost create like a job description, be like, okay, I am looking for um, an assistant who is going to help me write my social media captions and find hashtags or something like that. Or I'm looking for someone who can set up my 17 hats and I I don't have anything yet or I want I have all these ideas. I just need someone to implement them. So I think it's really important to have a bit of a job description mapped out because I think that's where people hire a VA and then they get disappointed because they're, the communication lines are kind of blurry. It's like, well, I expected this, but I didn't communicate this with you. And you said you were going to do this and you did part of it, but it wasn't 
just sometimes the, the communication lines kind of get crossed and it can be really good to kind of have those that all like laid out. So these are mm-hmm. my instructions. This is how what I want to do. Um, and then, yeah, the qu- kind of questions you want to ask your virtual assistant would be, um, you know, how are we going, how are we going to communicate? Are we going to communicate weekly? Um, am I just going to message you when I need something? Um, are is it going to be a weekly call? Is it going to be a monthly call? Like how, how are we going to, how are we going to do that? But also um, not every VA works like that. Not everyone does the hourly packages or the monthly packages. Like for me, I I definitely do hourly work for my clients, but more of mine are more of a, like a service-based like package. So it's like, okay, I want you to do X. And then it's kind of a one in, I don't want to say a one and done, but they hire you to do a job, you do it. And then when they're ready for something else, they come back. So it's not necessarily like, okay, it's Tuesday. I'm going to message my VA and here's all the tasks that I, I need for the week. There's kind of different types of VAs for those different types of things, if that makes sense. So I would think some people may be so overwhelmed and busy. They don't even know where to begin yep. with off, yep. offloading responsibilities um, or delegating things or what are the the best things you can hand to a VA. So what do you recommend in the photography circles? Like what do you see are the most effective things that you can hand off to a VA? Yeah. So there's obviously, there's tons, there's tons of things that you can, you can hand off. I have this little thing that I'm putting together. And so I will share that at the end, but what I tell people to do is sit down and make a giant list. So grab a pen and paper, grab your cup of coffee and write down absolutely everything you do or that you would like to do. And don't forget to consider things that are like house cleaning and laundry, all that kind of stuff. There's so many pieces to like outsourcing that if you just write it all down and you realize, okay, this I can handle, or I enjoy doing this. I want to keep this for me or this. I I can't stand doing this. I don't want to do it. Then that's something you should probably consider outsourcing. So, you know, for me, I don't necessarily love doing my laundry. So I actually pay my sister-in-law to come over and do my laundry, hold my laundry. So yeah, if again, if you're going to, if you're procrastinating about certain things for so long that it's making you feel guilty, you don't enjoy it, you don't know how to do it, or you don't have the time for it, you should definitely consider outsourcing. You know, scheduling clients, you know, you can either outsource that or we can create a booking system for you that just makes that easier. So it kind of depends on each client's need. Same with like social media. Do you want someone to create an entire social media plan for you? Or do you just want to say, hey, can you go and write me some captions on these X topics? So yeah, it really depends per client, I feel like in my personal opinion. Okay. So can you tell me in your business, like what are the most popular things that you help folks with? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the main area, the main two areas I help people with are CRM setup. 17 hats is what I use in my business. And so typically people usually hire me to help them with that anywhere from kind of refreshing a system that's existing or starting completely from scratch. Uh, Some people will message me and just say, Hey, like I'd like to implement this new workflow or um, I would love to set up an online booking system and we can do that. Other people will book me for like a full VIP day where it's start to finish where they're like, I have nothing. I've got stuff everywhere. I need to get email templates in here and I want workflows and all the things. So that is one of the main areas. And then the next area I would say would be social media seems to be the next piece. Um, A lot of photographers are very either inconsistent with posting on social media or they go on to post a post and, you know, they endlessly scroll forever and ever. So they just feel like social media is just a time sucker. So um, a lot of people will hire me for that. So I would say those are the two main areas people reach out to me to help them with. 
So for you, you're more, like you said in the beginning, I think you're more of a project VA than an ongoing, hey, this week, can you help me with this, this, and this? Yes. I do find that once I've worked with a client on a bigger scale, like say like a VIP day for a, for a, sorry, a 17 hats setup, they will come back to me after and say, Hey, I've got this little small project. Are you willing to help me with it? And then I kind of just, you know, engage on the project if it's in my wheelhouse, however, you know, and then we move forward that way, or I'm always happy to shoot them in a direction of somebody that can help. But yeah, I typically, I typically do that kind of thing versus the monthly, you know, Hey, I'm going to hire you for a few for X amount of hours. I I did that when I started out. And one thing I wanted to share about that is there can be a lot of blurred lines of communication with that. I found when I kind of switched the way that I did things that it was more streamlined. I was able to say, okay, we're going to work on this instead of messaging people each week being like, Hey, you've got 10 hours to use this week. What do you want me to do? So people were kind of like scrambling, like, oh, I'm so busy. I'm so overwhelmed with all the other tasks in my business. And now I've got to figure out something to you for you to do, show you how to do it. So that's why I kind of changed my business model over from that. And while there's a, totally a place for the hourly VA services, I just found that I was serving my clients better by offering them something they needed instead of something that they just thought they needed in order to fill my hours, if that makes sense. I would think probably structuring things that way, or I won't speak for everyone, but for some of us, me, (laughs) (laughs) we are so, because we have that creative brain, you know, we're kind of all over the place and we're, you know, working on this and then we're working on this. And so I would think that doing it this way would, would make you prioritize things and actually get things checked off your list. I could see the benefit in doing it that way for sure. Okay. So I have, I don't know if VA is the proper terminology, but I do have an assistant, Allie, and she helps me with most everything that I'm involved in. I say that if she ever leaves me, I'm going to go with with her because I can't do life without Allie. She's great. And one of the best things we did when she interviewed, we sat down and over lunch, which I always recommend to folks, because I think if, well, I guess with VA, she's local, but we don't say she was local at the time. Now she lives in a different city, but if you're able to, I say lunch, because it's more of a casual situation and we were able to just, you get to gauge, like you said, if you like someone or if you communicate well, or so I guess, you know, if you could work out of that, a virtual conversation or two, that's not such just straight answers, questions and answers, but more of mm-hmm. like just getting to know someone is very yeah. helpful. But we did get to sit down in the beginning and I tell folks like one of the best things that we talked about, and I think that I got this from Michael Hyatt. He has a, a book, I think it's called World Class Assistant, and it's about hiring VAs, working with VAs. And I think we got this, I actually, I listened to the audiobook and I sent it to her and she listened to the audiobook. And one of the things that he recommended that you ask of a VA once you've made the decision to hire, there's a list of questions. And one of the questions was, what's the one thing that I can do that would make you so happy? And what's the Mm -hmm. one thing that I could do that would drive you crazy? Because I had tried situations in the past where I tried to I guess I just didn't even know how to structure a situation, you know, a working relationship with an assistant, but I'm a two. So I never want to hurt anyone's feelings. And I, and I have a really hard time giving constructive criticism. And sometimes it's not a, a matter of right or wrong. It's just a matter of my vision versus your vision. 
but I had a really hard time giving that kind of feedback. And so I would, things would roll on for a long time without me saying, no, 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 that's not really what I was wanting to to do or what I was thinking or what I was envisioning. And then it was very frustrating in the end because I had allowed someone to work on a project for a long time and then finally having to say, "Uh uh-uh, this is not it. And they're like, why didn't you tell me that months ago? Like I wouldn't have had to put all this work into this project. And so when she and I sat down, it was very helpful to be able to say before we even started that, I think my answer was the thing that that would make me the happiest is if I give you a project that you try to figure it out before you come back and say, I, I, I don't know how to do this or I, because mm-hmm. oftentimes if I'm offloading something, it's because I don't know how to say it. Yeah. <laughs> if I could yeah. do it quickly, yeah. if I could do it quickly, I would just do it. But when Absolutely. it takes the time to learn how to do something or figure out a software, if you could figure this out. So that was mm-hmm. my, yep. this would make me so happy if you would really try to figure it out before coming back and let's trying to work on it together but give you honest feedback without it being personal because I had never, you know, been able to ask that of someone before. And she's a three and she just wants to check things off a to-do list. And so she's like, sure, I just want to get it done. So let's talk about it. And that has been the best thing for our working relationship. I would say is that she's a figured out kind of girl anyway. So that going and trying to figure things out on your own, gosh, that's the lifesaver for me, because if it's, Hey, I don't know how to do this and we've got to get this plugged in. She will go and figure that out and come back and then shortcut the answer for me and just allowing me to be able to say, no, that's not what I wanted. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's go this direction. So I just thought I'd share that. No, I like that. That's I'm glad you shared that. And it actually just reminded me of something um, a few months ago, I had a girl hire me to set up her CRM system. And she was like, okay, I know you deal with 17 hats. However, we want to use this brand new system. I know nothing about it. You know nothing about it. It's brand new. Are you willing to help? And I was like, sure. Like, I'll be straight up honest with you. Like, I obviously can't I'm not going to be able to provide my expertise because it's not like 17 hats where I'm like, oh yeah, we just do this, right? I'm like, I'm learning this process with you. And she was really accepting of the fact that, okay, yeah, we're both going to be newbies here. Like we've got our expectations of like, you know, I'm not just hiring you to do it and call it a day. We've got to kind of learn it together. And so we joined the onboarding call together with the the service provider and like we built this system out and she was so happy with it. And I was like, okay, this is great. You know, it, it's a it's a good reminder that, when you're hiring a virtual assistant, you don't necessarily, they don't always have to know everything. You just have to be clear about, okay, if I don't know how to set this up, you got to give me a little bit of grace to learn how to do it. And that asking those questions and being able to say, okay, like there's going to be changes, there's going to be adjustments. Like, you know, you can't be all offended if I'm like, oh, we need to change this. Having that open, clear communication is super important. Right. For sure. So how do you know when it's time? Like how, maybe we've talked a little bit about that, but more, I think some people may think, okay, yes, I do feel overwhelmed. I do have some things that I could hand off. Can you tell us a little bit about in the VA world? You don't, I mean, you can share as much or as little as you want, but like, what does like cost wise, what does this look like? 
Yeah. So real quick, I just want to explain like kind of the, like a couple different things when it comes to a virtual assistant. So a virtual assistant, I feel is a very generic term. Typically we're like, I need help. I need a virtual assistant. Okay. Well, what kind of virtual assistants you need, right? There's like a general admin type assistant who can kind of help you where you're basically like, okay, I need you to go in and organize my emails. And then there's maybe a little more of a, uh, like systems or like an online business manager type virtual assistant where, they know a bit more about the systems and you're looking to them for help. Like I need you to help me do this instead of just, Oh, I'm handing this project off and showing you how to do it. Um, And then the third piece to that is what I like to call like a junior employee. So sometimes you have to look at it as, does it make sense to do I just want to outsource these things sometimes, or does it make sense to hire an employee like you did and train them how to do all the things that I want to do? And they are like my one person. So it's important to kind of realize if, if you want to invest that time and energy in one person, um, you know, if you want someone who you can message like uh, every day or every week to be like, Hey, you know, this is what, this is my new project idea. This is what we're working on. Sometimes it's better to do that. So that's when it kind of breaks down to cost wise. So, you know, are you paying somebody minimum wage where you're just handing off, Hey, can you research this project for me and create a spreadsheet with like, you know, all these points, you know, that might be a little bit of a, like, um, you know, a lower ticket ticket virtual assistant, you know, versus hiring someone, Hey, I, I am starting 17 hats from scratch. I want to build out this entire thing. I want email templates, workflows, questionnaires, and I want everything to just flow nicely. I want someone to inquire with me and I just want it to flow well. Well, then you're paying more for that because they're doing the strategy piece to it. They're doing this. So that's going to cost you, you know, hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars, depending on the scope of that project. So there's a huge range in between. And again, I think it depends on the type of virtual assistant that you hire. Um, it's easy to hire um, like a minimum wage type assistant that you can just hand off, you know, smaller tasks one at a time. I do feel like it might be a little bit harder sometimes to find the right virtual assistant who's in like that middle range pricing, who is skilled enough to do what you want, but then not paying those those prices of hiring like a systems expert type thing, if that, if that makes sense. And I think so often, like, we may think that we can't afford help, but Mm -hmm. we have to think, what is our time worth? And I heard this somewhere that you have to figure out what's your, I think they called it circle of genius. Like, what's your thing that no one else can do? And if you are, you know, paid a premium for that, then if you're doing maybe a job that someone else could do at a lesser rate than maybe you get paid for shooting or a session, or, you know, if you're shooting and selling and you could offload some of the busy work to someone else, that that's their circle of genius. But in the end, that's going to make you more money. Absolutely. Yeah. And I do, I do tell people that sometimes that, you know, sit down and figure out, you know, what your time is worth, right? If you could outsource your editing, how many more sessions a month could you take on if you took that off your plate? That's a huge piece of your workload. Not everyone can do that, but some people can. What if you outsourced your social media and you were getting your social media batched out a month or three months at a time? How much more energy and time would you have to focus on booking more sessions to be able to bring in more money? So sometimes you got to kind of look at it in the bigger picture, like, yeah, okay, this is going to cost, this is going to be an expense to me now, 
but it's either going to make me money or it's going to save me time and energy in that longer run. We always talk about, you know, making more money, but maybe it makes you more time. You know, yes. we all get to a point where we're work, work, working and you stop and you go, well, what am I doing all this working for is yeah. so that you can live your life and have some freedom. So maybe it gives you some time back and you can use that time to do other things besides work. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I know. And I, as photographers, I feel like, you know, we're guilty of spending all hours of the night editing. Like I remember my, my firstborn was three and a half weeks early and I was not ready for him to arrive. I remember having editing on my plate still. And of course, at that point in my career, I didn't have any systems in place for that. And I remember with having a newborn baby on my lap, pumping out galleries for clients that were bugging me because I was now, you know, two weeks behind on sending out their photos. And, you know, they were cake smashes and time sensitive. They wanted them for things. And it was a real eye opener for me to be like, wow, like this is, this is not what I want to do. I need, I need help. I need systems. I, I, I'm going to burn out doing this. It's taking away yeah. the joyful moments that I want to enjoy. And, you know, now I, there's, it's rare for me to do work in the evenings. I mean, I go through periods where I'm like, okay, I got to hammer out this week. It's kind of like a crunch week. I'm, I'm going to work some evenings, but a lot of the times I try to work between my specific work hours and it's not always easy to do, but it's important to at least try, you know, for your own mental health and, you know, avoiding burnout and focusing on family time. Right. It's so important. Right. I, I spent a lot of years in the wedding industry and I will say towards, towards the end of shooting, you know, full load every year, I started to get a little bit, I don't think bitter is the word, but a little mm -hmm. bit resentful of mm -hmm. spending so much time capturing memories for other families while I felt like I was missing out on my own. Yeah. Yeah. And because, you know, it's one day a week, you know, besides all the other hours of editing and, but it's Saturdays are you know, sports and breakfast with family yep. and all those things. And I think that if I'd had help many years before that would have helped me, you know, because you don't, you don't want to, you want to go to a wedding or a, a session, you know, inspired and excited. And, um, yeah. you know, you, that may be another wedding day or another session to you, but to them, it is their, their only day. And just to, you want to go to that with, you know, serving them and giving them your, your best. And I can definitely look back and see having some help earlier would have, you know, probably helped me not feel that way so much. For sure. Definitely. I, and I've yeah. definitely felt that when it's come to weddings as well, too, is I actually took a big pause from weddings for quite a few years because I didn't, I didn't want to miss those important Saturdays with my, my family. You know, my husband worked Monday, Sunday to Thursday, I think it was. And so Fridays and Saturdays were our only days to do things. And then Fridays, the kids were in school. So Saturdays were our only day to do things. Mm -hmm. And then Saturdays I was gone, you know, for eight, 10, 12 hours a day. And then, you know, I was feeling resentful because I, I wanted that family time, but I also, it, it's like that hard, like it's that hard thing where it's like, I want to shoot the weddings. I want to create these gorgeous memories for my clients, but then I also don't want to miss on family time. Right. So it, it's, it's hard to find the balance between the two. And that's where I feel like, you know, having those uh, systems in place and being able to have people that you can reach out to when you need to. And that's kind of why I love uh, the way that I do things is people don't feel obligated to have to work with me on a long-term basis. If they do, that's awesome. I love that. However, 
I'm here when you need me. You know, I don't need to necessarily be on your payroll. You don't need to constantly be finding things for me to do. It's when you're, you know, getting booked or you've got a project that's too much or you have a lot on your plate, reach out when you need it. And then, you know, back off when you, when you've got a handle on it. Yeah. I love that. Actually, I've never even, I guess I, when I think of VA, I've always thought of the ongoing responsibilities like emails and things like that. But yeah, yeah, that's such a, that's such a, um, and in a way that if you don't know if you can afford an ongoing, um, person VA that, you know, that, you know, you have a price and you know that you budgeted for that and that you can get something accomplished without having to make a commitment to them. So I think that's great. Yeah. Cause the, the monthly commitment, I think can be hard for people where it's, you know, maybe you have a few hundred dollars to invest in something right now, but then you're like, okay, I'm going to go hire this virtual assistant. And now she wants me on a three, six, whatever month contract. And, you know, that now takes your budget and triples it or, you know, times six for those six months. So this way you can kind of decide, okay, I need some help with this. And then we have the conversation and we decide, okay, well, what I'm hearing from you is that this is actually your priority. Do you want to start here? And we can kind of figure those things out together. So we talked a little bit about what to ask the potential mm-hmm. VA, but are there things that you could advice that you could give or things that we can do or communicate when working with a VA? Yeah, definitely. So I think being able to have those clear instructions on, hey, this is what I'm actually looking for. A lot of the times, you know, people say, oh, I want help with this, but then I I think about it sometimes as like a relationship, like as women, we're like, don't you know what I want? Right. (laughs) You know, my husband, I'm like, how do you not know what I'm trying to say? Don't you know what I want? So it's like, we have to be kind of clear about what it is that like, maybe, maybe the right way to say it is you need to be clear about what your end result. It's like, okay, well, I want to feel this, or I want to have this. Okay. Well then we need to work together and figure out how to get you there. But is it a situation where someone could come to you and go, these are my frustrations or these are my pain points. And you Mm -hmm. could say, you could say, well, you know, in in the past, I've worked with people and this and this and this has really helped. Yeah. Uh, Because I can definitely see going, help me. I don't know, but help. (laughs) (laughs) I I get people that are like, I actually had a, a, um, I offer a free coffee chat for anyone who's interested where, you know, we can kind of have a quick 10, 15 minute chat and kind of learn about each other. And, you know, I, I ask you about your business and then kind of tell you a little bit about how I can help. And then, you know, from there they decide if they want to work, we want to work together, but I've had people hop on these calls and it's almost like a mini coaching call where it's like, okay, I'm so overwhelmed. I need help with all the things. And it's basically like a 15 minute word vomit call. And then I'm usually like, okay, it's let's take a breath for a minute. I think you need to start here by the way you're, by the way you're talking and the way that you're speaking, I can usually kind of pick something out where I'm like, I feel like even though you want help with all these things, I feel like this one little piece right here is going to give you either, you know, the mental capacity or the freedom to right. be able to take on these other tasks. And sometimes it's as simple as just ha- like, I, I'm a true believer of, you know, having conversations with people in like-minded, you know, situations, because you, sometimes just having a conversation with someone, you can almost work it out yourself. (laughs) And I do that a a lot with some of like my biz besties that I call them, you know, you have a conversation about something and it's like, Oh, like, you know, thank you for, you know, the counseling session. I just needed to talk it out. And I kind of figured out where I needed to start. Um, And sometimes those conversations can go that way as well. So let's list one more time. Some of the things you can do. So you do 17 hats or CRM. Did I see that you help with SEO? 
I do a little bit of SEO. I actually, I think you guys had her on a few while, a few, a little while back. Haley is the one who does all my blogging and SEO stuff. And I, although I offer SEO on my website, I actually outsource it all to her because she is just the be all end all. She's amazing at what she does. And I just want the best for my clients. So I give her, I give her that work because I know she can serve them best. Hey, and I think like, as we're talking, I'm thinking like, I see you almost as a project manager as much as a VA. So that's how I feel sometimes. It's like, Hey, you don't have to do it. Just help me plug in to where. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And a lot of the times too, like there's, there's two pieces to that where sometimes, you know, do you need the implementation part or do you need that strategy part? Because, you know, sometimes you need one or the other. Some people are really good at implementing things. And so they'll hop on, like they'll book one of my free, or I have like a, an hour long call that it's a paid call. And I offer that. And we just sometimes map out strategies for things like, okay, let's figure out your client workflow together. And they're happy to go and implement themselves. Mm-hmm. Other people are like, Hey, I've got, I know exactly what I need. I know exactly what I want. I don't know how the heck to get there. Like I need mm-hmm. someone to do this for me. So mm-hmm. that's another piece that you kind of have to ask yourself, like, do I want the implementation? Do I want the strategy or do I need both? So, so we mentioned CRM, SEO, what else? Yep. Uh, I also offer social media. Okay. Social media. Yep. Social media. So those are the three main areas. I also do, um, I have done like Facebook group management and stuff in the past and that can get, um, that sometimes needs to be a little more personal. So it kind of depends on the person. I'll do that for some people if I feel like it's a great fit, but you know, even something like along the lines of like email, like I'm drawing a blank, like Flowdesk, setting up your, you know, your lead magnet and your welcome emails or sending out monthly or quarterly newsletters. I also help with that as well. So tell me, are there trends or new technology or software that you are excited about or that you use that you would share? in the virtual assistant world? Yes, I think the the biggest thing that we are all listening about and hearing about is ChatGPT right now. And while it can be a great tool for your business, you know, I do want to caution people about using it to like automate. Like there's certain ways that you can automate it through like customer service wise. Like I've seen where people are like, oh, you can set up your email to just auto respond to emails and stuff like that. And I'm like, ooh, that's a little you don't know what the heck it's going to say. Right. <laughs> so um, while I think it is an amazing tool for like brainstorming and like drafting things, um, you know, if it's not in your budget to hire someone to help, definitely use it as like a tool to help you either generate ideas or, you know, figure out outlines. Or there's some times where I'll have a total writing block and I'll be writing a paragraph or something. And I'll, I'll go over to chat GPT and say, Hey, can you take these bullet points and write a paragraph for me? Cause my brain hurts today. And sometimes it'll do that. And then that way it can just, you know, it can pull the words together and do that for me. So, so yeah, that I think is the biggest technology that everyone is raving about right now. And a lot of people are using, we're trying to use, but yeah. So I think, I think that's, that would be it. That's what I would kind of think would be the top trend right now. How do you communicate with your clients? Okay. So there's several ways that I do a lot of the times in all honesty, it's through like a Google doc. So Every client that I work with gets like, you know, their own Google Doc and, you know, we've got their, um, say it's a social media client, it's got all their months of social media, it's got their images in there, their captions, their, all that stuff. So a lot of the times the communication in there is back and forth through 
you know, like commenting in the Google Doc, a lot of the times people will, they like to, if you're like me and you like, it's easier for you to talk <laughs> than it is to write sometimes. Sometimes I have a hard time getting my point across when I'm writing things. It's easier for me to talk. So a lot of people will voice text me. So uh, whether that's through, I used to use Voxer. The Voxer was really great. Sometimes my clients will just send me a Facebook message with a chat like there. And then I can mm-hmm. just kind of gauge what they're, what they're, they're trying to get their point across. Cause sometimes it's like, well, I want this, but I don't know how to explain to you what I want. So just word vomit it out in a voice text and I'll decipher that and, and kind of move forward with that from there. Let me tell you something I've learned recently, a tool that actually Abby from our team has introduced me to is Google chat. And I, I mean, mm. we, we use Slack in at Indy yeah, and our other business and, and I like Slack for um, communicating with the team, but Abby introduced us to Google chat and I always thought Google chat was just a, a text, a chat window. You know, I didn't Mm. realize what all you could do with Google chat. So inside of Google chat, you can set up spaces. So you can create a separate space for each business or Mm. conversation or relationship or however you want to divide your spaces up. But so you can create separate spaces and within those, and the thing that I love about it, it's pretty simple. So I've seen other tools, Slack, Notion, like they they have so many tools that you really don't know how to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. Well, inside of Google chat, you can chat in the chat window, then you can set up the spaces for, so like I have one for TMA and I have one for Indie and I have one for Kimbox Photography. So within those spaces, you can add your people to those spaces and you can chat, but there's also tabs that, let's see, there's a tab for, I think, let me look, files. So if you wanted to share a doc, it shares from your um, um, drive um, and it also has a task list tab. So let's say you're chatting away and there's something that we need to do so you can create a task. And so those three things really are all I need when working on a project with someone. We can chat, we can share files and we can create tasks. I mean, you can link to emails and it has just been um, life-changing. I I, I tell Abby that like, thank you so much for for introducing me to this platform. So I could see for a VA and a Mm -hmm. client how helpful it would be just to be able to like in your Gmail Oh, there's yep. a, your space. You can hop over. You can leave a note. You can ask a question. You would have all your docs that you've shared in one place. That's wonderful. Cause I do feel like, you know, you use Dropbox over here and you use Google docs here and yeah. then, you know, emails for communication. It is nice to have it all in one place. So yeah. um, I do. I love that. I'm going to have to check that out. Thank you. Yeah, for I have that. all those things and it's too much. Like I have too many it things is. in too many places mm-hmm. and it just complicates things and being able to go to one space and see, you know, all the things is, and you're already, most of us are already in Gmail anyway. So, okay. Well, Let's see. Is there anything else that you would like to chat about before we get to all the details of your um, where people can find you? Is there like, do you have like, what's your best piece of advice if someone's considering a, v- a VA? What's your best piece of advice? Yeah. So my best piece of advice is going to be to make sit down and make that list of all the things that you do. I have a a freebie that I will share with you, and it's basically it's a big giant spreadsheet and the goal, the idea of it is to brain dump all the tasks you do in your business and then to assign like a a dollar amount to it. So, you know, 
is this a minimum wage barista type job? You know, you know, make it kind of fun. Like, you know, is this what I would pay a Starbucks employee to do? Is this, you know, a CEO job? You know, maybe this is something like, you know, a hairdresser where, you know, you're skilled. I couldn't do it myself. I need your help, but you know, it's not necessarily a CEO type job place. So write down all those things, put the dollar amount beside it, and then kind of categorize it into, you know, is this something I love to do? Is this something I don't like to do? Or is this something that I don't know how to do? And there really kind of helps you strategize on what you should be outsourcing and what you should be keeping for yourself. Because sometimes I do find you outsource things because they take up a lot of time and energy. Like say, for example, editing, say you outsource editing, but you actually really love editing, then you're giving up a piece of your business that you actually truly love and enjoy doing. So instead of giving up the editing piece, give up something else that's not bringing you joy or something that you don't enjoy doing. So kind of figuring out the things that you love, you don't love. And, you know, maybe you shouldn't be doing all those $10 an hour jobs because you are the CEO. So hand off those smaller tasks. I read um, recently, it's, you know, cause I'm, I'm guilty as most creatives of having all the ideas. And the advice was when you have a great idea to ask yourself, not how to do it, but who can do it like that. Mm-hmm. And I, that struck a chord with me is like, you know, if your plate's already full and you, you're wanting to do something, you're like, oh, I can't do that because I, I don't have any more time. Maybe the question is who can do that? Who can help me I do love that? that? So tell us where we can find you and connect with you. Yeah. So my business is called your VA for a day. And I kind of went with a play on words with that because although I'm a VA service, it is kind of like, I'm your VA for a day, like hire me when you need me kind of thing. So it's your VA number four a day. And you can find me on Instagram there. That's my website, your VA for a day.com. If you want to download that freebie that I was just talking about, it's your VA for a day.com slash task audit. And yeah, I also, I run a Facebook group with a handful of other photographers, no, actually, sorry, not photographers, another, a bunch of female entrepreneurs, and it's called the Savvy Squad. And our goal there is just to connect business, mind, like, like-minded like business professionals that are females and kind of support them and, and provide like valuable info in there. So if anyone is looking for a community that's not full of photographers, because TMA is amazing and you should stay there. <laughs> but if you're looking for a group with maybe some other individuals and other female entrepreneurs, it's a great place to go. And Alicia, you're a member of TMA, correct? I am. Yes. And I oh. love the membership. Awesome. So everyone listening, if you have questions for Alicia and you're inside the membership, yes, I'm sure, I'm sure that you would be happy to chat. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's just end with one last question. Like, do you have an example of a client maybe that you worked with, like a success story that you could share? Mm, Yeah. So I had a client, she was family photographer and she was running as a successful business. She was getting a steady flow of leads. Like her business was booming, but she ended up finding me through the 17 hats Facebook group. And she reached out that she needed some help because she had completely missed a session. She wasn't using a CRM. She was didn't have any online, any, she didn't have any systems really in place. I think she was using like just plugging things in her phone as she needed. And so she reached out and we did a 17 hats VIP day for her. You know, we synced all her calendars from her desktop to her phone. We created email template, you know, workflows from start to finish. So, you know, when a client signs up on their website, it's just a steady flow of, you know, they get their 
inquiry email, the follow-up emails, all the good things. And most importantly for her was it synced all her sessions in her calendar, which synced to her phone. And so, yeah, so at the end of it, you know, now she, she, she doesn't have to stress anymore about missing any sessions or anything like that. So that was probably one of my big success clients was being able to give her give her that peace of mind knowing that she had this amazing CRM system that housed all of her clients and all of her email templates and style guides and everything. Like everything was just all in one easy place for her. Yeah, I remember when we started using 17 hats, it was another one of those life-changing things. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> like, it is. <laughs> you were, we were trying to, you know, keep up with all the emails and all the invoices and yeah. all the all the contacts and it will make you crazy. So yes. Yes. So it's amazing. Um, Another thing is, um, you know, one thing that's kind of cool is that I do a lot of 17 hats work. We do do like some Dubsado and like HoneyBook stuff, but 17 hats is kind of my, you know, my baby because Mm -hmm. I know it so well inside and out. So when clients inquire on my website for your VA for a day, they actually go through like my online, like booking process that goes through 17 hats. So it kind of gives them like a bit of a sneak peek into like how 17 hats can work from them. And Mm -hmm. I get a lot of people compliment and be like, oh my gosh, okay, I love how when I inquire, you send out this email and it's got all the things and then I can book a call and I can assign my quote and everything. So it kind of gives them like an inside look at how 17 hats is going to work for them. Um, and yeah, a lot of, a lot of clients, they, they say that they, they really like that. Well, thank you, Alicia. This has been fun. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this. And I'm like a huge fan of all you ladies at the TMA and I binge listen your podcast all the time. So it's huge. It's a huge honor to be featured here. So thank you so much for having me. Well, you're sweet. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much, Alicia, for taking your time to join me on the podcast today. Your advice is so appreciated. And I know other business owners that are listening today will be able to take all your helpful tips and apply them in their own businesses. Hiring can be intimidating, but I would encourage everyone to consider it. It's amazing what you can accomplish and the peace that you can have when we let someone step in and help us out. Are you enjoying these episodes? We sure would love to hear from you. Would you mind taking a moment to leave a rating and review? This quick and easy action helps us so much with the growth of this podcast and also the feedback to know what direction we should take this podcast to make it a great resource for you. We appreciate you being here. I love this quote from an African proverb. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. From Ireland to yours, until next time, friends.